Thomas Sowell once said that activism is a way for useless people to feel important, even if the consequences of their activism are counterproductive for those they claim to be helping and damaging to the fabric of society as a whole. The COVID-19 lockdown era persists through its acolytes, the masked cultists, who resist return to normalcy for reasons explicable only to those who continue to suffer from the psychological condition known as long COVID. All of which begs the obvious questions. Why do these people continue to play their pandemic roles? And how is it possible that they like lockdown restrictions so much that they choose to maintain them? The human toll of non-pharmaceutical interventions, or NPIs, is multi-generational. Children whose parents still live in pandemia wear masks like latter-day party armbands. Deprogramming takes both time and patience, but each moment of persistence delays the end of COVID hysteria. Damaged masking souls will remain perpetually prone to repeat this cycle of fear. Something, be it climate change, the Ukraine war, the China threat, or Elon Musk's takeover of Twitter, will trigger the fear. The fear will initiate the response to shelter, mask, and hide, which provides relief, even a feeling of comfort. This feedback loop then repeats itself since we seek comfort in the familiar, and a sequence that confers comfort becomes a virtual talisman. The greatest loss of all might be a basic awareness of or sensitivity to objective reality. This is most acute in young adults. Generation Z has fought hard to become vulnerable. Words, glances, the environment, racism, lack of gender or other identity affirmation, all of these terrify them. Some defend their brittle fragility by hiding physically while unleashing torrents of hatred and social media platforms. What they fail to appreciate is that their anger and outrage are as pointless and ineffectual as they are contrived and melodramatic. When they fail to yield the desired effect, it warps and poisons them increasingly as they advance in years. Generation Z has also striven to exempt themselves from application to natural law and morality. They have obfuscated or denied obvious truths and set themselves up as faux warriors rather than victims. Here are but a few of their perverted truths. Men can menstruate and have babies. Women can auto-procreate. Gender is fluid. COVID-19 is a deadly virus to everyone. The COVID vaccines are both safe and effective. And Dr. Anthony Fauci is the very personification of science. Their fuel is ignorance born of virtue signaling, the sense that right and wrong, good and evil, are obvious and that the moral high ground is always both transparently evident and attainable. Their worldview demands simplistic, trusting minds. Without the online anonymous ability to cancel someone, they are passive and quiescent. What they hear are the ghostly echoes of COVID and their own pusillanimity, born of the feckless elders who mostly betrayed them at this critical juncture in their lives. What horrific fate awaits them if they fail to discover the value and thrill of true courage? Something must shake them free of these slavish fears. For as Alexander the Great once famously exhorted his ancient Grecian world-conquering troops, remember, upon the conduct of each depends the fate of all. Long COVID is but one function or symptom of the long con. We are victimized by policies which sound and feel good, but actually harm us all by design. There are many clear examples of this malignancy. Our basic foundational teachings, our natural law, 
and the social acculturation that evolved over many generations are no longer effective. Many of us, especially Generation Z, are no longer our authentic selves. We've instead morphed into an artificial social construct which sees us dazed and confused. Without the self-knowledge of our own identities and what is important versus trivial, we've become passive and sometimes no more than useful idiots blindly following corrupt leadership. We are living in the age of the long con. The government guarantees that its insane policies will ameliorate our lives, but those same policies only grow their powers and insulate them from our collective public wrath. This ongoing con witnesses many of us ignoring our traditional instincts due to our total sense of frustration and helplessness. The Constitution no longer functions according to parliamentary tradition. The Laurentian elites attack the Constitution and the rule of law daily, making a mockery of what was previously understood to be an inviolable document, but is no longer, at least not for those leftists like Trudeau, Freeland, Singh, Lametti, Notley, and all the other villains who seek its destruction. Even our charter rights, once a cornerstone of Canadian democracy, are constantly under siege. When Trudeau says that, quote, speech is violence, where does that leave free speech? In his book, The Parasitic Mind, Canadian evolutionary psychologist God Saad posits that there are certain parasitic ideas which have infected Western culture and transmit the virus of its current disease and potential destruction. It was Dr. God Saad who wrote, the edifice of reason and dignity are being peeled from society. The protective layers and values that have made the West are being broken. The great societies that have been spawned in the West are slowly being eradicated by the idea pathogens which share one common thread, that being to free their host from the shackles of reality." End quote. Such idea pathogens include climate change religion, the cult of die, diversity, equity, inclusion, woke educational policies in our schools and universities, global instability, the indigenous colonization guilt complex, critical race theory, multiculturalism, the assault upon privacy, and instant, unfiltered communications. All these issues are media-driven to augment efforts to vitiate personal rights efficiently while the government creates new protections for itself. The media has always been left-leaning, but has never been so overtly owned by the left. Or has it? At least one major 18th century libertarian harbored a healthy distrust for the media even then. Nothing can now be believed which is seen in a newspaper. Truth itself becomes suspicious by being put into that polluted vehicle. Thomas Jefferson. The Emergencies Act is an excellent example of the government weaponizing media to create a false right to override constitutional protections when it knows this to be fundamentally illegal and unconstitutional. A free nation, absent legally protected liberty, begs the question of who decides what is constitutionally permissible. With the ever-expanding powers of an activist judiciary, the personal politics of judges like Supreme Court of Canada Chief Justice Wagner, who publicly castigated Freedom Convoy participants, now often trump time-honored legal protections for individuals. Intentionally acting contrary to the best interests of Canadians is part and parcel of the long con. The theft is of public trust, which is a crime against humanity. Public corruption is a breach of the public's trust by government officials who use their high office for personal gain. Corruption has existed in our political process from time immemorial, 
There have always been compromises in horse trading, but it generally got things done without destroying our constitutional foundations. Today's corruption is, however, symptomatic of a much deeper rot. It is not just about money or power. It is about preserving a future for humanity against globalists who have, as their stated goal, elimination of seven-eighths of the people on Earth. That means annihilation of our place in the world and of a meaningful future for our children and grandchildren. All of the bedrock ideals we have relied upon for generations are moving targets for leftists to pick off at will. This has been happening for a long time in Canada, perhaps 30 years or more. But since 2016, it is moving at breakneck speed. 20 years ago, one of the greatest conservative leaders of the last century warned of the gathering storm. As Margaret Thatcher put it, nowadays, socialism is more often dressed up as environmentalism, feminism, or international concern for human rights. All sound good in the abstract, but scratch the surface, and you'll as likely as not discover anti-capitalism, patronizing and distorting quotas, and intrusion upon the sovereignty and democracy of nations. New slogans, old errors. End quote. Ultimately, woke politics, and especially the new religion of virtue signaling, have censored us, leaving most unprepared to publicly rage about the patent absurdity of woke culture. Current issues vacuum and dominate our culture. In consequence, we now live in an era of artificiality of thought that is neither logical or true, but has become essential to the leftists who seek to achieve the Great Reset by assaulting us with lies. These lies are like arrows drawn from the same globalist quiver. First, one of them strikes us in the shoulder. As we reach to pull it out, another hits us in the leg. Then another hits us in the chest. We are bombarded under a hail of globalist arrows. But in our shock and pain, we focus upon the arrows themselves and not the evil bowmen responsible for such venal, coordinated attacks. Before we can effectively respond to this inhumane violence, we must first understand that it all originates from one source, that being the globalist cabal seeking to destroy individual freedom and prosperity in order to impose a new, feudal world order. The job then before us, as Dr. Jordan Peterson so eloquently puts it, is to slay the dragon before he comes to your village. <laughs>